I'm Sarah Elizabeth Smith, and this is the Theosophia Podcast, a platform for women's voices in theology. Today is round two with Crystal Cheatham, the founder and CEO of our Bible app. And from their website, their vision and mission statement is that the Our Bible app supports the belief that spirituality is a spectrum and that faith is a journey. At its core, the holy text was written to be inclusive of all God's creation, especially those on the margins. Our Bible app is bringing it back to the roots, celebrating the diversity of God's creation with devotionals highlighting the inclusiveness of the text. Whether one goes to church to find spiritual clarity or to the sanctuary of nature, our Bible app supports the belief that we are each trying to understand our place in this grand universe. Our goal is to untangle the binds that Christian colonizers have spread across the globe over hundreds of years. Through devotionals highlighting pro-LGBT, pro-women, and encourage interfaith inclusivity, we hope to provide a tool that is needed to create healthy prayer and meditation habits. The app is available on all iOS and Android phones, so go download it right now, y'all. And now, here is Crystal and I with more on the Our Bible app. Enjoy. So, I want to talk about the Our Bible app, which, to me, seems like, just from the outside, I want you to explain it all, but it seems like a resource and I think how do you name it for everyone else or like for believers of all stripes relievers of all stripes so there's the bible app that probably most people have just it's just the bible app right mm-hmm. it's made from life church I believe yeah which is based here in Oklahoma mm. oh life church um but why don't you tell the story what was the genesis of it how did you decide this is what you wanted to do? Why, why this? Oh, so I think that, um, yeah. So I, I was, I was, uh, freelancing for soul force and we ended up at a conference in Nashville. Um, we were protesting the national religious broadcasters and they had, uh, set up the conference at a Marriott hotel. And if you remember the Marriott hotel used to have this commercial that was like love travels. If you're LGBT, you should be able to find uh, a safe place to be a safe place to be wherever you find a Marriott. And (laughs) we were like, how on earth, can you host a conference by the national religious broadcasters who, by the way, the national religious broadcasters are like a giant umbrella media company. And one of the things that they do is they make sure that any publishing house under them, any radio station or TV show under them abides by a list of policy rules. And one of those rules is don't fraternize with the enemy. I am paraphrasing. And the enemy obviously at most times is uh, the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. And I think it was Matthew Vine's book 
uh, one of the publishers wanted to publish Matthew Vine's book and the NRB said, if you publish that book, we will uh, excommunicate you from, uh, from our organization. And the publisher, I mean, it became national news and went anywhere. And the publisher was just like, okay, well, forget you. We are going to publish the book. You don't have to worry about us anymore. And I was like, that is such amazing control. But also, this conference is going to be teeming with people who think like this, conservative people, people that I went to school with, Mm -hmm. you know, and while they are well-meaning, they're also wrong when it comes to queer people. And so we ended up going to this conference. We were protesting um, the conference itself, but also uh, Rick Warren and a couple other bad actors uh, who had shown up there. I think there was uh, a woman from Facebook who was actually even presenting there. And um, uh, I thought that we were going to be there alone, just me and this ragtag group of of activists. But we were joined by (laughs) the entire uh, Carpenter Program um, uh, community. And that's when I discovered the Carpenter Program in Vanderbilt and all of the amazing things that they're doing to kind of push back against this this conservative rhetoric. Um, I did make some way with the Marriott, but, you know, it, it kind of fizzled out after a while. But that's when I decided, that's when I, that's when ever all the pieces came together and I realized that there were people who were making podcasts. There were people who were writing books, even though, you know, sometimes it couldn't get them published. There were people who were making uh, TV video blogs and that kind of thing. There were people who were preaching the kind of theology that I could get behind. You know, it wasn't just us. And I thought this is, this is insane that so many people are creating this stuff, but there isn't one place where you or I would be able to find that content. Right. You know, like <laughs> I, I, I can't walk into um, a Barnes and Noble and go to the Christian section and expect for there to be devotionals that speak to me, you right. know, a lesbian black woman. Um, and I thought, but there have to be people who are actually writing that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think this was kind of like a one up on the identity kit, which was just like a community center in a box for LGBTQ Christian youth. This was something that everybody had access to. Um, I decided to create an app. And I thought back to times when I've gone back to Zambia, where my family is from. And, you know, we go out to the bush, (laughs) out to the farms, and um, there won't be a, there won't actually be any house structures, but there will be a plug. And in the plug, you will see an extension cord and from the extension cord, everybody's got their phone plugged in because everybody has access to a phone, even if they don't have running water in their home. Wow. And I thought this is such a great way to push back against this language that says that you have to be this kind of Christian. You have to be, you have to think this certain way. And, and I know, and, and so I guess, you know, it kind of evolved from there. It definitely evolved, I think, in um, during the summer of 2016. And shortly thereafter, I stopped working with Soul Force, um, and I started to make the idea a reality. Wow, that's awesome. So why the Bible, though? <laughs> <laughs> why do you have to say it like that? <laughs> because I'm a theologian. I, 
I, I definitely care about the Bible. It's really important. But as a theologian, I, I like learning about tradition and doctrine more. So, like, there's other ways to access the Christian faith. And I know that the Bible's like, I just, I want you to articulate it. I mean, I, I know why, I mean, our country and the brand of Christianity that our country touts a lot is this Bible-based Christianity, which I, I don't know any other Christianity that isn't based on the Bible. But, you know, as an Anglican, like, I have lots of sources of authority, you know, the Bible, tradition, reason, and experience. So, but you picked one of those sources to me as an Anglican thinking about ways in which we can uh, engage as, as Christians, right? Yeah. I think because the only thing I can get behind with my background is something is a faith that is Christocentric and without the Bible, it's, it's, it's free for all, you know? Sure. So I think the Bible is very, it's, it's foundational. Ground, yeah. 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 Um, And also I think, uh, I don't know. I, I still read the Bible. I really enjoy reading the Bible. And I think that it's important to take pieces of the Bible that resonate with your heart and, and theologize them and turn them into devotionals, turn them into books, use the Bible as a lens with which to view the world. Um, and I, I, I don't think that the Bible is supposed to hold you back. I think that the Bible is supposed to give you license you know, I think that if you are, if we are blind people walking through this world, the Bible should be a cane, you know, allowing us to explore and not something that keeps us in a cage. I think the Bible is a cape and I am a superhero. And, you know, like, I just, I think that the Bible liberates us and doesn't hold us back. And that's what I encourage those who write for the app to do mm. is to use it as, as a, as a, as a test for how they live their lives. Mm-hmm. The Bible says this. Is that true? Let me go prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the church fathers, Tertullian, I think said, was really against getting giving the people access to the Bible or putting it in vernacular, which has always been a, I mean, historically, like putting the Bible in vernacular was a big deal, right? The Protestant Reformation, for, you know, was a big part of that. And it was like Vatican II that I think eventually made it, um, at least the mass said in, in the common tongue and not just in Latin. Um, so giving folk access and the way in which you're doing it, making it accessible for everybody and not just a particular flavor of Christianity, or maybe, maybe it is because you are getting some negative feedback, but you clearly think it's a worthy endeavor to give people access. Yes. Yeah. But I love because how we got to know each other is you reached out to me to, to write a devotional for the, the Bible app, which yeah, I'm so appreciative and I'm thankful it's on there. You put it on there. It's on there, and um, it's going to go out in our newsletter next week. 
So awesome. um, everybody will be talking about it and following along for the entire 12 days. Sweet. Did you That's edit it? Um, we did a little bit of editing, okay. but there wasn't much to, to work out. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so glad that you sent it in. And it's exciting because um, you're also able to be part of the big push for VDS. So, yeah, yeah it's all there. Mm -hmm. So say more about the devotionals. That's a big piece of it, right? That's yeah. on the app that people can access. What was your goal um, with that or, or hopes? Well, I guess I really do believe that spirituality is a spectrum. And um, when I was a kid, we were taught that uh, you come to the church and you get baptized and that means that you leave all your problems behind and basically all your questions, you know, mm. you just decide to saddle up with the dogma and, uh, and the church's uh, 27 fundamental beliefs, you know, like this is what you believe now and this is how you act. And, you know, you basically made a promise to God that, you're going to be this person now. And I just cannot believe that the only time that you are safe from hellfire, quote unquote hellfire, or the only time that you are closest to God is when you are a church going Christian. Mm. You know, I, I think that spirituality is a spectrum and it's just like either you get in at the shallow end and you move up towards the deep end as like you start with the milk and you go on to the meat and you really become that Christian that, that uh, baptism wants you to be, or you get it at the shallow end and you come to the middle and you go back and forth and you're just trying to figure out yeah. what's going on. And I don't think that the people at the shallow end should be penalized because they haven't yet learned what you or I know. Right. And so the devotionals have are for people on all ends of the spiritual spectrum, those, and mind you, it is all Christocentric. Like the idea is to figure out, you know, what the Bible means to you because it's a Bible app, but uh, there are shelves in there that just talk about doubt. <laughs> right. Huge doubts that we have. And, and it's important to discuss those things and talk about it and feel it out. And then we have uh, devotionals that are, um, that actually have like a mixture of traditions. Uh, someone in there was actually discussing um, Wiccan. And for me, I'm just like, that is not something I'm interested in discussing. But right. there are people who have found a way to use that to help understand their spiritual course and who God is to them. Right. And far be it for me to say you're wrong because you're trying to figure out what spirituality and who God is to you. Like, that's just, that's insane to me that, mm. you know, our conservative counterparts have just like closed the doors and put themselves in a box. And, you know, for me, I think that religion is scaffolding or religion is, um, is a skeleton and spirituality is so organic. It's constantly growing. Yeah. How could God put something in our hearts that wasn't supposed to change and grow with us? Let's it wasn't go. supposed to change and grow with, with humanity. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I, I just, I really wanted the app to be as inclusive as possible. Yeah. And I think the shelves reflect that. And 
I think there's still a lot of work to do on the shelves and, you know, the titles and figuring out how best to represent our many journeys and uh, the diversity of the people who use the app. Um, but, you know, it's, it's all a, it's all a, a learning matter. Mm-hmm. You know, we even have a, a podcast on the, on there called heathen. <laughs> you know, I just, I feel like if you're at a space where God has died for you and that happened for me, the spirit, the, the call to interact with the divine doesn't change. Mm. And in that space, the language has fallen apart. The language that we use that connects us to each other and to God has fallen away and it's failed us. Mm. But that thing inside your heart that says, there's, there's something bigger, you yeah. know, there's a way to commune with the spirit and with your fellow man. I mean, it's still there. And I just, I, I couldn't create something that shut that door. Yeah. I feel like you just made an unending table for everyone to sit at. I hope so. Yeah. And I'm, I think I said that earlier, like there's not one way to access the divine. Yeah. And I, I've looked through the devotionals and they're super interesting and varied and diverse. Um, mine's on the 12 step program, which yeah. I thought would be fun and good to do. Oh, it's awesome. Our social media guy Thank just you. read it and he was like, yeah, we have a lot of good stuff to put out. Yeah. Days. yeah. I tried not to be too dense. It's pretty long, but I was like, eh. Some people want dense. So. It's a series. Yeah. And, you know, I want people to have little things to chew on and just really mm-hmm. meditate, think them and meditate on. Yes. My favorite devotionals are the ones that have some meat on them that yeah. leave you thinking. And the ones that you are like, I can only read a little bit today so that I can come back tomorrow and actually yeah. follow the plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else is on the app? You said podcasts. Um, what are yeah, the, we have podcasts. Like, are you just, how does that work? Is my podcast on there? I can't remember if it's made it on yet. You should I, I need you to send me your RSS feed and then we can get it on there. Let's do that. We can feature it alongside the yeah. next week. So is it just a place you can find podcasts that are kind of more progressive Christian podcasts or what? Uh, what are you? Yeah, it's all progressive <laughs> Christian stuff. Honestly, I, I I haven't been able to find a conservative podcast that, and I guess I have rules for the app. One is uh, no purity culture. Can't no, know, we're not doing that. Women. No, we're not um, doing that. We're not promoting anything that talks about how homosexuality is evil and trans people are the devil and blah blah right, blah. Right. Um and. You know, I think, yeah, and, and, and for the most part, it has to be inclusive of other faiths. So if you are going to talk about the Muslim tradition or other faith traditions, you can't talk about it in a negative way. You can't put people down right. for their beliefs. It's just, yeah. So I haven't been able to find any podcasts that whose hosts stick to those rules. There's always something that comes out. Um, meanwhile, I would love to have more conservative or uh, uh, podcasts in there, but we do have Bible dense uh, podcasts. There's, there's one. um, I forget what it's called. It's called the, 
Do you have the the two annotated feminist ladies? Yes, yes. They're yes. fantastic. Yeah, I mean, podcasts like that where they are taking the time to discuss the good book, but um, it's it's you know through through the the voices of people who um, care a lot. I think about the the progressive uh, perspective. Yeah. Um, it seems like, and I think you said this earlier, you're almost creating like an online community or maybe it was an article I was reading that you wrote about the app. Like it, you're trying to have like a hub of resources, information Mm -hmm. for folks who are either they're on the margins in terms of their gender, sexuality or whatever it may be, or just their spirituality is different. Say they got questions. Yeah. Right. Where, I mean, I think that's a big reason why I found the Episcopal church. Cause it was cool with me asking questions. Exactly. Um, and like uh, you said, you know, one of the devotionals is about doubt. Like, you know, it's just yeah, like just human things, the messiness of, of yeah. human life. It's okay. It's okay. And, because- and we're going to talk about it cause we're all we're dealing with it. it. Yeah. Why, why repress it and freak out about it? Like, oh my God, sex. Like, <laughs> you know, like when we did talk about it at church, it was like, it was this evil negative thing. Ooh. Yeah. It made everyone uncomfortable. Right. And honestly, it doesn't have to. But, but it's a gift from God. So how do we talk about it from that angle, from that? Yeah. Level? Yeah. And if, if the, if, if God is who he, she says they are, why is asking a question going to, you know, uh, unfurl all that uh, or disprove it? Or how is God suddenly going to become less because we ask a question? Yeah. I don't know. If but anything, yeah, they, and I've heard this from conservative folk and I've been critiqued on this just in my professional career of wanting to be a theologian professionally. Um, and going to get my master's degree and doing all these things of like the more and more I question, the more and more I study, I'm going to lose my faith. And I'm like, to me, I chose to study theology because I, my soul and my spirit will not rest because I want to know God more. And that's how I access the divine is through scholarship is through reading is through writing. Being a theologian to me is quintessential to me as a Christian. I'm onto that. And I, I'd actually don't understand people who aren't that way. I'm like, what? You're just, <laughs> you're just going along with this bullshit. You're just going to float like, along. At, at least like have something intellect, like intelligent to say about why you're doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. This, the blind faith. Sometimes I get scared about. Oh yeah. For me. I mean, for sure. If you're not asking questions, it means that, that, you're, you're not actually engaging with God. Right. Are you having a relationship? Because I fight with my mama, right? Like we have a relationship. The minute I decide not to engage with my mom is the minute that our relationship <laughs> starts to fall apart. We start to <laughs> distance, you know, and you have to ask yourself, who, who are you following? You know, yeah. if you're not actually engaging with, with your God, who are you following? Yeah. Yeah. What, what else are you thinking about with this app? Like, what are your, what are other hopes and dreams for it? What else do you see coming Ooh. out of it? 
Um, well, right now we have been, I've been working on the, um, the, the what is it called? The e-reader. And um, I want, I want it to be, I mean, the progressive Christian community is so fragmented, you know, like we are so far apart from each other. We need to get organized. We need to get organized, you know. That's what and I, I see this as, you're organizing. This is the start to us getting organized and seeing each other and creating an economy uh, under our work. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be getting paid for this podcast. And I think that That'd be so us nice. all seeing each other across the table will help that to happen, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I, my ultimate goal is for us to create media houses where we are um, employing those great minds that come out of schools like Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. you know, and their voices are heard above the fray of the right. Right. I think when that happens, I can rest easy. I'll just, yeah. you know, walk away and go read a book somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> My work is done. <laughs> My work is done. <laughs> how, how are you getting the word out about this? I mean, obviously going on podcasts like this is like kind yeah. of, I'm sure, but I mean, I need all the help I can get yeah. right now. It's just me and, um, two other people that I'm working with mm-hmm. and I'm relying a lot on social media. I'm relying a lot on some of the partners that I've been able to make, but it's just, it's just word of mouth. It's word of mouth. Yeah. 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 Does it generate funding yet? Is that a question I can ask? We have some funding coming in and um, from advertising. So once you go on the app, if uh, your first encounter will be uh, within a couple minutes of just staring at it, a a pop-up ad will pop up. And that's how we are (laughs) collecting coins for all the things that we have to pay for. Um, But the best way that people can help this movement grow is to subscribe subscribing is only 9.99 for the entire year and you will never see another ad um and you know that that money will go directly to helping me finally hopefully be able to pay authors helping me uh be able to grow my team of people who can actually show up at your school and show up um in other places and and you know cultivate this community that we're growing um I am, you know, in the process of, of working with a funder and all that stuff. But I mean, it's, it's startup culture is hard. Startup culture is, I wouldn't wish wish it on my worst enemy. Well, maybe I would. (laughs) I I can be petty. (laughs) Yeah. Are there different translations on there? Yeah, Um, there's a bunch of different Bible translations and depending on the the deal we got with the publisher, some of them are free and some of them you have to pay like uh, 10 bucks to have uh, permanent access to that Bible. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, But I think something that we need to have are more is just a youth space. And I haven't figured that out because we, we do have so many authors who write about sex and sexuality and um, there isn't a way to, section that 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 space off for for younger readers Mm -hmm. Um, but also I would love to see more things written specifically for youth 
Um, I'm not just talking LGBT youth. I'm talking about, you know, just young adults and youth groups, you know, things that, that they need to hear right now. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, God knows if I grew up right now, <laughs> Oh my God. If I had access to a phone all day, yeah. are you kidding me? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely need prayer and maybe a little bit of Ritalin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good and bad because I feel like a resource like this, especially if you start getting some resources for youth, would be so helpful. Mm-hmm. Like my church wouldn't give me no resources. They were, <laughs> they were telling me to go to reparative therapy, you know? Oh, God. Um, yeah. <laughs> there was only one way to talk about sex and gender. And it was deeply damaging and shameful um mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so i i also think that's another reason of how important to me being being out as a lesbian um you know working with kids all the time and it's not like something i any more straight people do i don't write that on my forehead but you know i'm sure if they listen to my podcast or if they hear me talking about you know, my date with so-and-so or just regular life things, you'll probably figure out that about me. It's just a piece of information. Um, But that I'm a person that's out there doing regular life things that happens to to be gay and it's okay. And I'm functioning just normal and well. And I have spirituality, I have faith. I know how to talk about it. You know, um, that was the other thing, just not having gay spiritual leaders and seeing gay folk in the, for me. Yeah. Hold yeah. up. <laughs> or they are so gay, but also not admitting it or able to actually like yeah. come to it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just talking about like, like, like uh, choir directors and stuff, because right. I would just look out and be like, you are so you are so, but you're not gay. Okay. 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 Gay isn't gay isn't a thing. Yeah. It's not yeah. A thing. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. But like now, you know, the dean of the Vanderbilt Divinity School is a a black lesbian woman. You know, like, let's go. Right. I mean, I was like, yeah, I'm going to Vanderbilt because for the first time in my life, I can be around people like me, and it is this beautiful, wonderful thing and hear their their stories, their theologies, their experiences. Because I've only heard, no offense, Notre Dame, the white male version, because all my professors at Notre Dame were white males. So, you know, I wanted to round out my education. Yeah. That's what I feel like this app is doing, though, is, is rounding out the other resources out there. You know, I'm not saying the other Bible app is evil and bad by any means. Um, sure. It's got some things that, you know, we don't appreciate or aren't helpful, but I think that's what the, our Bible app is doing to me is like, let's round this out. There's another, there's another narrative. There's another way to think about and do faith. And here's all the resources for that. And so I think it's extremely important and what you're doing is desperately needed. Thank you. Yeah. My goal yeah. is to see it be normalized. I think that's 
that's yeah. end game right there is to see it be normalized. You know, I, I listen to smut podcasts too, like, uh, um, the Savage Love Cast, Dan Savage. And yeah. the, the other week, some caller called in and was like, my trainer, he's always talking about his church. He's always talking about his church. And I'm like, do I want to pay for more sessions or should I just confront him about what he thinks about gay people? And like, and to, to Dan's, um, to his credit, he was like, well, not all Christians hate gays. And I was like, ah. Uh, there we go. Uh, Thank yes. you so much because that's not a popular idea that people yeah. have, you know, and I really want it to be the norm where people are like, well, you know, the, there you could be that kind of Christian, but also more importantly, you could be the, all these other kinds of Christians. Right. Isn't this amazing? Right. You know, it's just like we, we, Christianity is a crayon box and we've been using gray this whole time. Let's it's like, go. dude, let's no. Go. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's go. Let's, let's, you know, let's yes. brighten it up a little bit. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of fun, though. But I really appreciate what you're doing, too, is having these discussions. With Thank women. you. Because our, our, I mean, even, I'm, right now I'm in the tech industry, and I just, I constantly feel like my, my voice doesn't matter, you mm. know? And so having places like this where we're able to lift each other up, I, mm. you know, I love it. So thank you. Mm. Rock on, sister. Power to the people. Yeah. Thanks again, Crystal, for sharing all about this new wonderful app. Again, go download it. It's available on all iOS and Android phones. I highly recommend this app for anyone who's new to Christianity or who has been traumatized or hurt by the church in the past and is, is trying to find amends or healing and still yearns for a spirituality rooted in the biblical text and in the Christian tradition. This app offers a myriad of voices and perspectives that opens up the scriptures in a way that perhaps you didn't know existed before. Like I said, if you want to come at this sacred text with fresh eyes and an open heart, I really think you'll love this app and its many resources. Join the community and download the app and subscribe to all their social media outlets to stay informed and spiritually fed with new content each week. That's all for me this week, y'all. Join us next week uh, for a new episode. And follow Theosophia on all our social media platforms. And check us out on theosophiapodcast.com and theologycorner.net. Have a great week, y'all. Peace.